And today we're going to go with part three of how to become a successful solopreneur. Everybody's been very kind with their comments and their feedback. So let's, let's get it going. Learn to make money online the right way. You're listening to the Create Profits Online Podcast with the dude that puts more glide in your stride, more pep in your step. And if you don't dig this mess, you got the wrong damn address. From the back of the shack, getting down to the nitty gritty in the big city, here's your host, Todd Snively. And he's looking damn pretty. Let's go. Oh, and let's go indeed. Not only am I looking damn pretty today, I'm actually feeling pretty damn pretty. <laughs> Another beautiful day in Las Vegas, Nevada, and I'll be jumping in the pool pretty soon here. But first, but first, first and foremost, we're going to be talking about the third and final edition of our How to Become a Successful Solopreneur series. And what I want to start with is talking about the various tools that you'll need to be a successful solopreneur and really how to know when to pay for tools and when not to. Because solopreneurs, let's face it, I mean, they often have strict budgets, especially ones that are just starting out. That means you will want to use all of your resources that you have effectively. It helps to know when you should pay to use tools and when you should not. And there's many different tools out there. Majority of them, you know, run on what, what's called a freemium system. That means they're free to use some of their features, but you're going to need to pay to unlock all of the features through a premium account. Here's what you need to consider before purchasing any tool. You have to decide, is it even helpful? I mean, how useful to you will the tool or service be? You don't want to be paying for just a few features that you're going to use, especially there are probably other tools out there that's going to cover everything that you need. So you might want to make a list of all the things that that tool can help you with and do this for several different options. Then compare the prices. This process can help you determine what tools are giving you the features they need plus the price tag that comes with it. And consider how often are you going to even use it? You might want to buy something you can use every day. If the tool is only going to be useful to you, say, once a month, then there'd be no point in purchasing it. The features should be ones that you already know you're going to turn to often. And then find out if there's a, a free version. Always check before you buy any tool. Always check for a free version. In some cases, the features you need are behind a paywall with one tool, but free in another. Always make sure that you do thorough research before you order anything. You might be able to access a very similar tool for free someplace else, or at least less cost. And speaking of cost, is it even going to fit in your budget? Remember, solopreneurs usually have strict budgets that they need to stay in for their business. Be sure to reference your budget before you buy any tools. You might not have the room for it. It helps to compare prices and search for free online tools elsewhere if something seems to be a bit too pricey. Then think about whether or not you can outsource what you're looking to accomplish. A professional person will be able to offer you usually better final results than an online tool. For example, if you use a freelance accountant to build your budget, they can consider more factors than a budgeting app. As you talk and work with them, the professional 
will be able to adjust and completely customize your budget to suit your business. A program, generally, cannot do this. If you're looking to build your business even further, you should outsource when possible. Doing so is going to assist your network and allow it to grow even more. Plus, professionals can offer you real advice that a tool cannot. Of course, you're going to need to include outsourcing in your budget for this to work. If you already have tools that you're not using, you might want to cancel those subscriptions. Canceling can leave you with some additional monthly funds that go towards outsourcing your work instead. Now, let me give you some examples of really good online tools. Online tools, they can provide you with services that you can use to further your business ventures. One that I really enjoy and use almost every single day is Grammarly. Now this tool is an online proofreader that checks your grammar, which is perfect when you're trying to make your online communication as good as possible. But think about it, would you pay for a subscription? Now the tool's useful, The free version might already cover everything that you need. If you want a simple grammar check done, then it would be worth using. Many solopreneur writers use the paid version of this tool. It's useful to them because it provides grammar corrections, a plagiarism checker, and suggestions to add more style to your work. I have the paid version because, again, I'm using it almost every single day that I'm creating content. One of the most popular tools is Slack. It allows you to easily stay in contact with other professionals. You might consider using it to organize and communicate with the pros you are outsourcing work to. The app has plenty of uses for organizing your networking meetings as well. Other tools can track your mileage for work, track your finances, and other SEO information. There are plenty of tools out there. If you need assistance, you can probably find something online that's going to help you. Now, overall, you're going to want to research tools and compare their costs to your budget. You want to save money where you can, but use tools that are helpful to you. If you think a tool will expand your networking, get you a larger customer audience, or allow you to reach more clients, it's probably worth getting. About the right things you should focus on. Focus on progress, not perfection. I tell people all the time, I've never done anything perfect in my life, but solopreneurs, they often become obsessed with perfection. And it's easy to do. I get it. You want your business to be the best that it can be. However, it's important to realize that progress is more important than perfection. In fact, perfectionism might be hindering your business. Successful solopreneurs took their work one step at a time to get where they are today. You're going to need to do the same thing. It takes years to build the quote-unquote perfect business. You can't expect it to appear overnight. And here's why you don't even want perfectionism. I mean, being a perfectionist can greatly slow down your workflow. It can cause you to waste your time and lower your productivity. If you know you're going to need to spend a lot of time making something perfect, it could be much harder to get working on it. Perfectionists always tend to be discontent with their work. This causes them a lot of stress and a lot of worry. And soon it will start feeling like nothing that you do is good enough, which is an awful mindset to have. If you're feeling this way, you're going to never feel satisfied with your work. To stay happy and healthy, you will want a more positive mindset. Instead of focusing on perfection, put your focus into making progress. Try to do better each day. You want to improve each time you make something for a customer or a client. Plus, it's much easier to measure your progress than it is to tell if something is perfect. Of course, that doesn't mean you should not put all your effort 
into the work that you do. Additionally, if you do not feel your work is quality, your audience will notice right away. It's better to have confidence in everything you make and do for your business. But perfection, it's really impossible. It's an illusion. Perfection is impossible to achieve. Even the most well-known solopreneurs are not perfect. Perfectionism includes impossibly high standards that can never be reached. When you hit a certain goal with your work, then continue redoing it to try to perfect it, you likely will feel that you're not reaching the standard you set for yourself. Perfectionism has a negative impact on people's mental health. It can leave you feeling unsatisfied and unsure of the quality of your work. Over time, this could even make you feel kind of worthless. Instead, you want to focus on the positives. Consider each new job or sale a learning experience. Once you've completed the project, you know that the next one you do will be even better. Now, how do we focus on progress? It can be difficult. You know, it can be really difficult for you to see your progress at first. Start by looking at the big picture. Are you accomplishing more goals? Is your audience growing? Are you meeting and working with new clients? If you are, then you are making progress with your business. You're going to want to hold yourself accountable for the work that you do. This does not mean being a perfectionist. Instead, you will want to do the best work you can and do it in the time frame that you have. While some revisions are likely to be needed, you, do not, you don't want to be reworking everything constantly. This is going to leave you feeling drained and you might start resenting your business. Next, celebrate all of your wins, big and small. This is going to make all of your goals feel important and allow you time to feel good about the hard work you're doing. Trust me, you deserve to celebrate. So how do you track your progress? How do you know that you're making progress? Well, now that you know why it's important to track your progress, right? You know it's important, but how do you actually do it? You're going to want to set aside a small chunk of time each day that you work so that you can record your progress. Instead of only crossing an item off your to-do list when it's complete, you're going to want to break it down into smaller goals. For example, instead of finish photography project, you would want to break it down into daily goals. Take pictures, edit photos, finalize and submit to client. That's much better. So by splitting one large project into smaller goals, you are also allowing yourself to celebrate small victories. Plus, you can see what steps need to be finished still. That allows you to manage your time much more efficiently. So you can track your progress in apps or a notebook. Make sure to record all of your accomplishments, whether they're big or small. At the end of each week, you can review what you accomplished. From there, you can determine what your goals for the next week should be. To continue progressing, you will always want to keep building your goals up. Now, this is important. Don't forget your off time, okay? Solopreneurs, they need to have a strong work-life balance. Working from home can make your career feel intrusive to your home life. You need to separate the two if you want to stay motivated and avoid the distractions. And we talked about this before. If you're not taking breaks, you're going to quickly become overwhelmed with work. And when that happens, 
your motivation can disappear, leaving you with a lot of work to do, but no drive to complete it. So how do you take breaks? What's the best way to take breaks? Well, it might sound silly that we even need to talk about this, but many solopreneurs love working. While this is good, you need to know how to take breaks to avoid burnout. Start by including breaks in your work schedule. During your breaks, make sure you turn your phone off and do not check work emails. Simply relax and do what you want until it's time to return to work. Be sure that you're letting others know what your schedule is. That way your freelancers, your clients, they're not confused when you don't respond right away. And many tools will allow you to set your status to away, which is very useful for communication. Doing so also allows you to set that healthy work-life boundary. So always use your break as a, well, as a break. You don't want to keep working during it since this could quickly cause you to feel burned out. Taking breaks can help you be more productive and you should leave your break feeling refreshed. So what do you, what would you do on your break? Now, sometimes it it can be too tempting to do other stressful things on our breaks. You might want to do the dishes or the laundry, but they might take too long. And, And this leaves you without a moment to yourself to gather your thoughts and recharge, which is the whole purpose of the break. So here's some ideas for your work breaks. Start what I call a work break hobby. I don't care if it's knitting or an art project or building something, but have a a break hobby that when you're on your break, you can go work on your hobby. Have a little fun. Eat healthy snacks on your work breaks, okay? It can be really tempting to grab that big bag of M&Ms, but don't do it. Make the snacks healthy. Some people like to actually involve themselves in meditation, during their work breaks. Nothing wrong with that. Do what I do. I take a lot of walks on my break and I like to stretch. And even better, I love to go talk with my wife and just love on her and, you know, just be with her during my breaks because she's so thoughtful to leave me alone in my work environment when I'm working. So when I'm on my break, I love just going and finding her, just giving her a hug, telling her I love her, talking about anything that might have come up since my last break. If you have a pet, spend some time with your pet on your break. Or even one of my better, uh, my more favorite types of work breaks is what I call the power nap. (laughs) I love the power nap. The power nap is awesome. So any activity that you can do in like 10 minutes that leaves you happy, refreshed, and relaxed can be considered. And everyone enjoys doing different things. So you're going to know what to do best, you know, best for you. For example, I mentioned knitting, right? Knitting's a relaxing hobby. I haven't tried it, but I've seen people do it and they say it's relaxing. So if you worked on on your piece of knitting for 10 minutes straight on your breaks, you could get a lot of that project done in a day. So the repetitive motion also, very, very calming for many people. So if you feel you need to take a nap, be sure to take a power nap. And if you go over 20 minutes, you might find yourself waking up a little groggy or even more tired than before. So keep the naps, the power naps short, 10 minutes. And as long as you don't bring your work to your breaks, you're going to be fine. This does include responding to work emails and messages. So be sure to silence your cell phone until your break is over. So why, why am I really harping on you about breaks? Why is this so important? Because even working from home is stressful solopreneurs need to know 
when to take a step back from their business. If you don't, then you're going to likely feel agitated and fatigued by the end of the day. You can only be like that for so long before something snaps or you start hating your career. Work breaks reduce our stress. This allows you to step away from your daily challenges and enjoy a snack or a visit with your family. And once you get back to work, you will be able to handle the next project with a clear mind. Often, you can come up with more ideas after stepping away from a difficult task. And that's going to allow you to be even more productive. Overall, you should never skip out on breaks. Even, even when you're working remotely, chronic stress can cause a negative impact on your physical and mental health. So you want to avoid it when possible. So how long, how long should those breaks be? Well, if you take a break that's too long, it's, you're going to feel like it's hard to return back to work. So instead, you want to find a middle ground that leaves you refreshed without going overboard. And research points towards shorter breaks being better for productivity. So if, if it helps you to take breaks according to how long you've worked, like for example, if you worked for minutes, take a five-minute break. If you worked for two hours, you might want to take a 30-minute break. It's going to depend on the type of projects you're doing as well. Solopreneurs have the benefit of being, being able to choose when they take their breaks. And this benefit will allow you to work during the times you're most productive and take breaks as you need them. And again, make sure your break time does not accidentally become work time. You know, breaks, they're essential for boosting your motivation and therefore your productivity. They give you a chance to relax, then allow you to then work on the task with a clear mind. Many successful solopreneurs take their breaks very seriously, as I do, and as so should you. And if you want to boost your productivity, make sure that you take breaks often throughout the day. You will likely need to experiment to determine what times are going to work the best for you. So let's wrap this up. Being a solopreneur, it's one of the most fulfilling career paths out there. You get to focus on building a business out of something you're passionate about. And many solopreneurs love their work, enjoy what they do. Plus, many are happy that they do not have to report to a boss anymore. And if you feel you're ready to move out of traditional fields of work and you want to set your own schedule, then becoming a solopreneur could be the best profession for you. Solopreneurs need to know how to have self-discipline. And if you're constantly distracted and procrastinating, then nothing with your business will ever be finished. You need to have a strong work-life balance in order to accomplish all of your daily tasks and goals. However, if you can do that, then you can run a successful business. Now, I hope you've learned a lot from this series. And be sure to reach out to me if you have any questions. There's also a lot more information for solopreneurs on our website at studyingecommerce.com that you may be interested in. For now, that's the end of our series. Get out there, set some goals, do something every single day to move yourself towards those goals, and we're going to see you in the next episode. Take care.